This is the Elevate Church Podcast. For a list of messages and for all updates about events and more information, check out our Instagram, Facebook, or visit elevate.city. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Here's today's message. We're in a series called Blind Spot. Talking about how sometimes we have some blind spots in life. Have you ever been on the road and you're going down the road and you're about to switch lanes and all of a sudden you realize I'm about to plow into somebody else's car, okay? Because you didn't check your blind spot. So sometimes we have blind spots and sometimes we need the word of God and we also need the Holy Spirit to do what? To reveal some things to us, to show us some things, to let us know this is a blind spot in our life. And so today I want to talk about a blind spot Um, that I think is a pretty serious blind spot, I would say, in just like the C Capital Church of America, okay? We have like kind of like boiled down Jesus to this formula of like, I kind of go on Sunday mornings, I worship, maybe I serve, I throw a little money into the pot, and I feel good about myself, right? Ooh, man, it just got deep real quick. We just like jumped like, cannonball! You're like, I'm not ready. So we're going to talk about this today. Not in a mean way, because I don't think God deals with us in a mean way. Can I get an amen for that? God loves, he encourages, he wants the best for us. So go with me to Romans chapter 12. We're going to look at verse 2 here. It says this, don't copy the behaviors, and the customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person. When you accept Jesus Christ, you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. It says this, by the changing the way you think, then you'll learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. Paul's wanting us to understand something. As believers in Jesus, we are called to look different than the world. Can I get an amen? How many of you know that we're not all there yet? Can I get an amen? I'm right there. How we speak, our attitudes, how we treat our spouse, how we love people, new people, people we see all the time people that frustrate us. Anybody have anybody that frustrates you? Yes. Oh, I got some hands up on that one real quick. You're like, in Jesus' name, I've been thinking about them all service. (laughs) I'll tell you a little story. So I was working at this church, and we had somebody, I won't mention his name, working at this church. And um, I just knew that every time I was going to talk to him, it was not going to be a quick conversation. You, you ever know somebody like that? Like, you know, like, so like, you will do, like, if you don't have to go to the bathroom, you'll just choose to go to the bathroom. If you see that person walking down the hall, you're like, it's just, I don't have time, you know? And then the other thing about this person was, was this. This person was that person that would, like, share the same story to you, like, a hundred times, okay? You know what I mean? And I'm like, I want to rip my ears off, okay? I literally, I've, I've, I've heard this story like a hundred times. And if I hear it again, I'm going to go insane, okay? And then this person oversaw our like basketball program for the first few years. And I swear, like he was like Hoosiers. Hey, anybody seen the movie Hoosiers, okay? I mean, he wanted to pass the ball 40 times before he scored. And I'm like, I want to like run and gun. And so... I just remembered, like, this person, like, really, really frustrated me, okay? And one day, I'm, like, walking down the hall, and I'm like, no way, not today. Devil, get behind me, you know what I mean? Like, I am not doing this conversation. Holy Spirit said, you go talk to him. Go talk to him. Paul's saying that our behavior should become more and more like Jesus. Paul's saying the way we think should become more and more like the Bible. Paul's saying that our interactions with our spouse, our friends, our kids, our coworkers should look different because we are following Jesus Christ. 
Paul's also saying that our interactions with people can be good, right? <laughs> Amen. Okay. They can be pleasing. And they can be perfect. I think so often in life we just kind of like write off people and we write off situations and we write off things that aren't comfortable to us. And like, listen, I get it. Like, I hate awkward, okay? I mean, like, if there's something awkward on TV, like, I'm pulling a blanket over my head. Like, I'm literally, and Jess is like, they're not here. I'm like, no, I know, but it's still so awkward, okay? But the Lord wants us to have these interactions. So Paul gives us a key, and he says this. But let God transform you into a new person by the way you think. So he's giving us keys, saying, hey, the way you think is how we're going to transform into a new person, okay? So go with me to Luke 10, because we got to figure out how we change the way we think, okay? We have to figure out how we change the way we think. Luke 10, verse 38. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their journey, they came to a village where there was a woman that welcomed Jesus into her home. Her name was Martha. And she had a sister named Mary. Mary sat, sat down attentively before the master, absorbing every revelation he shared. But Martha became exasperated by finishing numerous household chores in preparation for her guests. So she interrupted Jesus. Come on. Are you serious? Can you imagine, like, just imagine, like, interrupting your boss or, like, interrupting, like, if you had a moment, regardless if you like the president or if you don't like the president, I don't really care. But if the president was there, would you, like, interrupt the president? Interrupt your boss? And Martha goes, hey, Jesus, I want you to know something. Lord, don't you think it's unfair? How many times have we come to the Lord and gone, God, this is unfair. Did you see Johnny down the street? Man, he got a new car, man. This is unfair. God, I am not feeling this. I am frustrated. I'm upset. God, this is unfair. So he, she goes to Jesus and said, Lord, this is unfair. My sister left me to do all the work myself. You should tell her. <laughs> Just write this down in your notes. Don't ever tell Jesus what to do. Don't ever do it. It won't work, okay? You should tell her to get up and help me. The Lord answered her, Martha. Can you imagine Jesus? It's like a little sarcastic. Martha, are you serious? Come on. Martha, my beloved Martha, why are you so troubled, pulled away by all these many distractions? Are they really that important? You should write that down. You should underline that. You should highlight that. Are they really that important? Mary has discovered one thing most important by choosing to sit at my feet. She's undistracted, and I will not take that from her. Point number one, I got four points today, okay? Point number one is this. Mary sat attentively at the master's feet. Mary sat attentively at the master's feet. The way we change, the way we think, is by sitting with Jesus, okay? The way we change, the way we think is sitting with Jesus. I have three questions for you. I want you to write these down, three questions. Number one is this, am I attentive to the Bible? Okay? What you feed yourself will come out. You feed yourself social media all day. You feed yourself the news all day. You feed yourself, you know, articles and blogs. And, and I'm not saying any of these things are bad. But if they have a higher priority, you exalt these above the word of God, what do you think is going to come out? You think love, joy, peace, patience is going to come out? Or do you think anger, hate, frustration is going to come out? Am I attentive to the Bible? Second thing is this, am I attentive to worship? If you're new here, you're seeing that like worship is not just a thing that we do because we have to do it because it's a church thing. We worship because we are worshiping Jesus. Amen? So you will always become like the thing you worship. I remember one time 
the Lord, um, he spoke to me. He said, you are watching way too many sports. Now, nobody would be like, yeah, man, like sports are bad to watch. It's like, I mean, really, like God? Like, like what's the issue? He's going, you're worshiping this. You're just worshiping it. You know, it's like always on the TV. Sports Center is always on. You know, you watch a football game, then there's a bowling match. You're like, why are you watching bowling, Jeff? You know what I mean? Like, and if you're a bowler, God bless you, okay? You know, I know, Darren, I mean, you got like three, 300, five, five 300 games, right? Why are you here today? You should be like on the tour, man, you know? We become what we worship. Third thing is this. Am I attentive to listen to the voice of Jesus? Do I seek the voice of God through my day? Am I looking for the voice of the Holy Spirit through my day? Or am I just so busy with my task? Am I so busy with my to-do list? Point number two is this. Martha's attitude was, I'm busy. Martha's attitude, the attitude that she had was, I'm busy. We do this all the time, okay? We even do it in church. And this is what, like, I just don't get and I don't understand, okay? Is we do this in church. The Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ himself, Jesus the bread of life, Jesus the master, Jesus the king of kings, will be here on a Sunday morning. And he goes, I want to be with you. I want to interact with you. I want to love you. I want to encourage you. I want to fill you with hope. I want to fill you with vision. I want to take this fear and this doubt out of you. I want to fill you with faith. We go, I'm busy, God. I know I'm here But my mind is busy. Like, I'm thinking about the apple picking farm we're going to. I know that everybody's going to apple picking farms right now. I'm like, if I see another apple picking picture on Instagram, I'm going to puke, okay? We're thinking about the game, which I understand. Listen, I'm sorry for all of you NFL fans, but this is the year of the Lord. The Bears are winning the Super Bowl, okay? God shut the lion's mouth. He destroyed the giant. And now he's going to shoot the falcon out of the air today, okay? All right? I get it. Or we come in with worry. We come in with fear, right? We come in comparing to other people. I remember one time, new in ministry, we're working at this church in Mississippi. And I'll just be honest with you, I hated the church. It's not a good thing, okay? I hated this church. I hated the pastor. And you're like, that's a harsh word to say, Pastor Jeff. I know what I'm saying, okay? I didn't like worship. I didn't like anything. So I remember, you know, I'm a pastor on staff. I come in to worship Sunday mornings, and this is what I do every Sunday morning. Just attitude. Like, God, your word says you wouldn't forsake me, but you have forsaken me. Why do I live in this God-forsaken place, okay? I'm just telling you what you all think, okay, right? I'm just saying what y'all won't say, right, okay? And I'm just standing there. And I remember this one Sunday, the Holy Spirit just nudged me. He goes, you think this is all about you? You think this is all about you? You can stand here with your attitude or you can worship me, Jesus Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords. It doesn't matter where you're at. If I'm here, that's all that matters. Martha's attitude was, I'm busy. I got a bunch of things to do. I got a bunch of things to take care of, God. I'm busy. Point number three. Mary's attitude was, I surrender. I surrender. Verse 39, Mary sat down attentively before the master. 
absorbing every revelation he shared. The Lord answered her, Martha, my beloved Martha, why are you so upset and troubled? Pulled away by all these many distractions. Are they really that important? So here, let me, I'm, I'm gonna do my best to illustrate this today, okay? I need to pull these up, sorry. My man, come here. I need some help. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. You, come here, Just sit right here for a second, okay? Tell everybody your name. Emilio. My man. My man. Okay. Emilio is Jesus. It's a good, it's a good, I know it's a big one, but man, you are fly today. Look at that, I mean, fly. Yes, Jesus has to be, yeah, he is, yeah, we got, we got Jesus. Okay. And Jesus, he says, come sit with me, right? And we go. Well, okay, but it's going to have to be a quickie. And all the husbands said, I've heard that before. Where have I heard this before, okay? It's got real, real in here, didn't it? In Jesus' name. And we go, we go, um, that's cool. I'm not going to sit because I, got, I just got some bullet points. It's gonna, we're going to do this rapid fire thing real quick because, like, I don't really have time to sit with you right now. So I just, I, I, I got some bullet points. So real talk, right, what we're saying to Jesus is this. I'm just here for my transactions. Right? Because we love some transactions. Okay? Let me share a few of my favorite transactions. Put up that first picture. Okay? Look at that. That is God's glory. Okay? That is, it's called butter cake. Okay? From Maggiano's. If you've ever been to Maggiano's and hadn't had this, I, I pity your soul. Okay? Listen. Do you see the crust of the cake? That, like, that crispy crust on the outside. Inside is, like, moist. It's just beautiful. They have honey on it. There's strawberries. There's whipped cream with honey on top of it. Listen, this is what's going to be served in heaven, okay? I promise you, okay? And I love some Maggiano's. Anybody never had butter cake before? Raise your hand real high. You've never... You've never had butter cake before. Listen, my man, you go, you go buy you and your wife some butter cake, okay? You get some butter cake at Maggiano's, okay? I love it. Love good transactions. You know what else I love? I love Dick's Sporting Goods. All the guys said amen for Dick's Sporting Goods. I just love me some Dick. You know what I love? I love getting some golf balls, Okay? From Dick's, I just love going in. You know, I swipe my card, I get some golf balls, and I know that I'm gonna, me and Zach Lloyd, we're gonna go out and play some golf. I'm gonna try to kick his butt, but he's probably probably not, but I'm gonna have a good time because I love golf. How many men just love Dick's? Okay, raise your hand real high, real high. You love, love son Dick's. Dick's, I know you do. And you're, it's in hunting season, isn't it? And you're here. You know what I love is that like three years ago, you told me, that you, I wouldn't see you for like 10 weeks because it was hunting season. Look what the Lord has done in Jesus' name. <laughs> you know what other transaction I love? Can I get an amen for a good massage? Eva, I mean, woo! The glory of God coming in. If you're a man, you've never had a massage, oh, man, you don't know what you're missing, okay? 
Listen, I, look, I need, I need a new mom, a new, new mom. Do we have any new moms? Huh? New mom? You're pregnant? In Jesus' name, you need a massage. $50, go get yourself a massage. Enjoy it. We love transactions, right? And this is what we want to do with Jesus, right? We want to treat our relationship with Jesus like a transaction. So we go, God, I can't sit down. You go, remember the bullet points? I got these bullet points. And I go, Jesus, here's my bullet points. Okay, you go, I want you to know Johnny's got a little tummy thing. I need some healing. That's, that's number one, okay? We go, Betty's dog down the road keeps pooping in my yard, and so I need some grace because if I don't get some grace, that poop is going to be on her porch on fire in about a day, okay? Right? All right? We got a wife. She's talking to Jesus. She goes, listen, you need to bring Jim's sex drive down because he keeps telling me it came from you, but I don't believe him in Jesus' name, okay? We go, God bless Aunt Karen, bless poor Bill that I met, bless the church, throw a little blessing on the church, right? Here we go, okay, God, here we go. Number five, Sean, you need to teach him how to love because I'm feeling some hater vibes from him. Just want to take care of that. We go, God, number six, I got some bills. I got some things I want. I got this trip I want to go on. Number seven, I got some fear. I got fear of COVID and the election. Do I need to buy like 20 guns right now and fill up my home with food before the election? Like, God, what do we do? You know what I mean? Or we go, God, I hate my boss, that blank, the blank, blank, blank person. I need you to fix him in Jesus' name because I'm not feeling that person. Or God, can you believe what they said about me? And we go, here you go, God. We'll see ya. One transaction. And Jesus, he's playing a perfect Jesus right now. Just saying, we will make that happen in Jesus' name. Oh my gosh. Woo! Thank you, God. He's playing a perfect Jesus. You know why he's playing a perfect Jesus? Because God will just wait. He didn't say anything. He's just sitting there. God will go, I'll just wait for you. I'll wait. And Jesus goes, come sit with me. We go, I know, God, but I'm just busy. Like, do you see my schedule? Do you see my boss breathing down my neck? Do you see the honeydew list I have at home? Do you see all this laundry I got to get done? Do you see my children, my crazy children, God, that you supposedly gave me, God? And we go, God, I'm busy. Verse 39, Mary sat down attentively before the master, absorbing every revelation he shared. He sat down. Robert, come here real quick. He sit down. So Robert, he sits down. Okay. What is sitting? It's a sign of surrenderance. Right? Mary is surrendering. Robert's surrendering. This happened last week. I was talking to my man, Dave, okay? And uh, it was after service. And if I'm just being real, it was like way after service. Like service had happened. And then I had talked to a bunch of people, prayed with a bunch of people. And now this is like, what, Dave? You think it's like around 1, 1.30 in the afternoon? So by that time of the afternoon, like I'm spent. I'm just gonna be honest with you. Like I'm spent. 
And I hadn't seen Dave in a long time, and Dave started talking to me. And the Holy Spirit said to me, he said, sit down. He said, sit down. Why? Why did the Lord want me to sit down with Dave? Because the Lord wanted me to show Dave that I valued him. The Lord wanted me to show Dave that I cared about what he had to say. The Lord wanted me to know, to let Dave know that I love him and I care about what he has. So I sat down and we talked. And I was so thankful that we talked. Because I really love Dave, and I really love his wife, and I really love his family, and I'm really, really thankful. They're the most serving, loving people. They're the very first family that we've ever had in Elevate Church, and I am so blessed to have them in our church. And the Lord just said, sit down. When you sit down, it's showing a sign. You're saying, I'm surrendering. I'm, I'm showing you, Jesus, that I'm surrendering my time, my agenda, my busyness, because I want to hear from you. And let me show you what happens when this happens, okay? So when Robert surrenders to Jesus, okay, the first thing that happens is Jesus looks at Robert and he goes, Robert, I want you to know that I love you. And I'm not talking about just some Words, I love you. The love of Christ flows to Robert. And it's like the love, like, have you ever seen a son with a father? You ever see how sons or daughters will melt in their father's arms, melt when their father says something encouraging to them, melts when they said, the father says, I love you. And this is what Jesus does to Robert. He goes, I want you to know that I love you, not with just some kind of love, but with a sacrificial love. Look, I love you. You are my son. You are my daughter. So that's the first thing that happens in the conversation when you sit down. The next thing that happens is this. All of Robert's guilt, okay, all of Robert's guilt, Okay, and I'm going to talk about this maybe from a male perspective, also a woman's perspective. The guilt, because we all have guilt. And when we come to Jesus, we come to Jesus with this guilt, right? Like, Jesus, I'm not enough guilt. Jesus, I'm running from you guilt. Maybe it's I have mom guilt, Jesus. And we come to Jesus with this guilt, okay? But the conversation started off with what? I love you. And then all this guilt that he has, all of a sudden, he's looking at Jesus, Jesus and his love and his tenderness and his mercy. All of a sudden, all that guilt does what? It just fades away. And then the shame that Robert has, the shame that we have, right? The shame that I'm not the man that I wish I was. I'm not saying that you're not. Right? The shame that we have about our addictions. It does what? It fades away because we know what? The conversation started with, I love you. I affirm you. I, I care about you. I already know everything you're going through. I already know everything you're feeling right now. I love you. So the guilt, the shame, it fades away. The pain, the pain that we have, like you lose a family member pain, your mom is sick pain, heartbreak pain. And I get this because just a year and a half ago, I lost my mom to cancer. She got cancer and six months later, she was with the Lord. And it's real. And Jesus with Robert goes, hey, I'll, I'll trade you. You give me this pain. You give me this heartbreak. You give me what you're feeling deep in your soul, and I'll give you the grace to move forward. Listen. <laughs> I was in the shower this morning, and I thought, I don't know why, but I just thought about my grandpa 
I lost my grandpa when I was 11. He was my dad. And like this, I'm in the shower this morning. And I'm like, I'm just like kind of sobbing in the shower because I know he loves me and I know he's watching me and I know he's proud of me, but I just miss him still. And I understand like that will never go away. But Jesus goes, my grace is enough. My strength is enough. And I'll give you the grace and I'll give you the strength. I'll give it all to you. I'll trade you. And by this time, we are wrecked in the presence of God. Because now we know we have value. Now we know that Jesus has made us worthy. Now we know that our shame and our guilt and our addictions and all these things that we feel, Jesus bore it all on the cross. And he says, you're my son, you're my daughter. And I just want you to be with me. That's all I care about. I just want you to sit with me. And then we're wrecked in the presence of God. And when we're wrecked in the presence of God, what happens? Robert's heart now, it's soft. It's pliable. And because his heart is soft and pliable, the Holy Spirit, remember the Holy Spirit I talked about at the end of worship? The Holy Spirit that hears directly from the throne room of heaven comes into this whole scenario and goes, hey, I'm gonna speak to you about that bullet point list you gathered for me earlier in the week, but you didn't have time to sit down with me, but now you're, you're surrendered to me. And so he starts going through the list and he goes, hey, Johnny, remember Johnny with the tummy ache? Why don't you teach him James chapter five? Teach him on how to call for the elders because you're the elder in that home. So teach Johnny to call on you and then you use the authority that I gave to you when I died on the cross and you pray for him and you'll see my power work in his life and Johnny will see my healing power, Right? Remember Susan? They go, hey, forgive Susan. Show Susan my grace. You don't know what's going on in Susan's life. You don't know that Susan's marriage is just about to fall apart and she doesn't need your guilt and shame. She needs you to have grace. He'll say, hey, remember Betty with the dog that you want to shoot? Show her love. Show her grace. He'll go, Jim's sex drive? Yeah, fulfill Jim's sex drive so that he's not caught up in porn and other women. Right? But he'll also say to Robert, hey, honor your wife and take her on a monthly date. Those boys at your house are nuts. And she's about to pull her hair out. So make it a priority. Take her on a date. Be attentive to her cares and needs. Anybody getting something right now? He'll say, hey, those bills you have, take the Dave Ramsey course. Get out of debt. I never called you to live in this debt. I never called you to live under this pressure. Take the course. Learn to put me first. Learn to put the kingdom of God first. I'll take care of all your money. You're trying to take care of all this on your own, outside of my kingdom. The fear. He'll go, you know what? I, I, that's not me. You know what I love? Second Timothy says this, for God will never give you the spirit of fear, but the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? It is Jesus Christ himself. He goes, I didn't give you that fear. I'm giving you Jesus I'm giving you the fulfillment 
fulfillment of Jesus. I'm giving you all of me in the Holy Spirit so you don't have to walk another day in fear. He'll go, your boss? He'll go, hey, listen, I'm doing a Joseph work in you right now. Remember Joseph? Sold by his brothers. Joseph's working for Potiphar. Joseph gets thrown in prison. And Joseph kept rising to the top. He kept rising to the top. Why? Because God was doing a work in Joseph. And he goes, hey, Robert, I'm doing a work in you because I have something for you to do. And I have things for you someday. But if you can't handle this, if you can't learn to be faithful and honor your boss when you don't want to honor him, I can't do the work that I want to do. It's like, remember that person that spoke harshly, negatively about you, your wife, your family, your kids? He'll go, I'm going to teach you how to walk in forgiveness. I know your flesh doesn't understand this, but my nature is forgiveness. When you look into the eyes of Jesus and you see the forgiveness that he has for you and you go, if you've forgiven me, how could I dare, how could I dare not share that same forgiveness with somebody else? And Jesus goes, let go of the offense. Let go of your bitterness. You know what the number one thing is that holds people back from the presence of God? It's bitterness unforgiveness. I remember one time this lady came to me and she had just excruciating back pain. She said, I believe Jesus wants to heal me. I said, I believe Jesus wants to heal you too. She said, I've been living with this for years. And I put my hand on her and I started praying and I felt no anointing. I felt nothing. And I go, I know that's not Jesus. Because when I pray for people, I lay my hands on people, I feel the anointing flow through me. So I said, Holy Spirit, what is it? He said, she needs to forgive somebody. So I stopped praying, and I looked at her, and I said, is there somebody you have to forgive? And she started sobbing. She said, me and my mom, we're, we're a mess, we're a wreck. I said, let's forgive your mom right now. She forgave her mom. I laid my hand on her and I felt the heat of the Holy Spirit flow through my hand, her back. That pain just left. Bitterness, anger, frustration will hold you back from experiencing the flow of the Holy Spirit. And when we sit with Jesus, Romans 12, 2 just happens. Robert just becomes a new person in his presence because he surrendered. He surrendered to Jesus and he becomes a new person. And guess what? All of a sudden, he thinks differently. And all of a sudden, he doesn't follow the customs and the behaviors of this world. And all of a sudden, people in this world start going, there is something really different about Robert. What is it? And people get close to Robert and they find out, it's Jesus. It's just Jesus. Give it up for my two guys real quick. Thank you so much. Point number four, worship team, come on up really, really quick. Look underneath your seat real fast for me and just pull this out. Point number four is this. Jesus is the meal. Jesus is the meal. Luke 10, 42. Mary has discovered the one thing most important by choosing to sit at my feet. She is undistracted. Martha, she's fixing the meal, right? 
She's cleaning the house. She wants everything to be right for Jesus. Could you imagine cooking a meal for Jesus Christ? And she wants it to be perfect, and she's making sure that everything's ready for Jesus and his disciples and the guests that are coming to the house. And she's so worried about the meal. But Jesus says to her, listen. And he's saying to you today, listen. I'm the meal. I'm the meal. It's not about that meal, Martha. I'm the meal, and I'm here. I'm in your home. I'm with you right now, and you can't see it. He goes, I'm the meal. Do you remember when you were a kid, your mom would call your name to come home? I remember my street would be out playing basketball with my friends, and my grandma, she would call me. She'd go, Jeffrey! None of you get to call me Jeffrey. She'd go, Jeffrey! And I knew, I knew. What was it? It was mealtime. Better get home. It was time to eat. And the Holy Spirit is saying to us, it's mealtime. It's time to eat. time to come and sit. It's time to come be with Jesus. We're so distracted right now. We're so distracted by this stupid pandemic. We're so distracted by this election. We're so distracted about our jobs. We're so distracted by our kids' sports. We're so distracted by all these things. And Jesus said, listen, are these things really that important. Yes, they're important, but they're not as important as sitting and being with Jesus. Because when you sit with Jesus, he restores your soul. When you sit with Jesus, he encourages you. He loves you. He forgives you. This is why I love communion. Jesus is, he has his disciples sit down with him. He goes, I want to share. He's saying, I want to share me with you. Remember when Jesus said, you must eat my flesh and drink my blood. They're all thinking like, man, God, this is so weird. He's, he's prophesying. He's talking about someday when we would take communion. we would take his body into our bodies. So you gotta understand something. That when you sin and you feel guilt and shame, Jesus felt your guilt and shame when he was on the cross. You gotta understand something. When you're sick and your body's broken and weak, he felt it when he was on the cross. He took it all. Every mistake, every failure, every weak moment, every wrong attitude, he took it all into his body. He felt what you feel. But then he said, you know what? I will put an end to it all. And if you'll get real close to me, I'll give you the strength. You don't have to live in that addiction. You don't have to live with that pain. You don't have to live with that guilt. You don't have to live with that shame. You can live in my freedom. You can live in my joy. You can live in my love. And I will make you complete. And that is what communion is about. is remembering what Jesus Christ accomplished for us and taking him in. If you'll take the wafer and just hold it up. Jesus' body was held up on the cross. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Jesus, we thank you for your body that you gave, you surrendered, and you gave it up to be beaten, to be tortured. You gave it so that our guilt, our shame, our sin, our addictions, our fears, 
our sickness. You took it in your body on the cross. And we thank you for your body. We thank you for your broken body. But we thank you that your body did not stay on the cross, but your body rose victoriously three days later. And we thank you in the name of Jesus that you lead us in triumphant victory with you, Jesus. So we take your body into our bodies and we declare your healing power into our bodies. We declare your restoration into our bodies. We declare your righteousness into our bodies right now. In Jesus' name, go ahead and partake. that cleanses you of all unrighteousness, makes you holy, makes you righteous, sits you at the right hand of the Father with Christ Jesus in a place of authority. Jesus, we thank you you're dealing with pornography. God wants to heal and restore and renew. He says there is no shame in your addiction, but there is freedom in me. And he says, give it to me. Let it go to me. Let me strengthen you. Let me help you. We thank you for your blood that cleanses us, makes us new, makes us right. We love you and we receive you in Jesus' name. Go ahead and receive. Why don't you stand to your feet this morning? Come on, raise your hands to heaven. Just thank Jesus for all that he's done for you. Come on, raise your hands to heaven. Just worship him. Just thank him. Thank him for his love, his mercy. His grace, His kindness. Come on, He's right here. He says, sit with me right now. Just come sit with me. Let me encourage you. Let me strengthen you.
Father, I believe in you. I choose you, Jesus, the Lord of my life. Come into my heart. Save me. I need you. I need your love. I need your grace. I need your peace. Fill me with your love. I believe in you and you alone. for Jesus today. Come on, get real, real loud for Jesus today. So here's the challenge. Make time for Jesus. I know we're all busy. I get it. From the time I wake to the time I go to bed, I feel like I'm running. Just running. But I am fighting. I'm fighting for time with Jesus. You fight for the things you love. You fight for the things that matter to you. So I fight for it. Fight for the presence of God. Fight for Jesus. Fight for him. Amen. Come on, give it up for Jesus one more time. He's so good. Thanks for listening to Elevate Church Podcast. We'd love to have you join us for service on Sundays or at a dinner party on Friday nights. Check out our Facebook, Instagram, or website at elevate.city for more information.